Hi, my name is Joe Jackson. I'm a journalist, author, interviewer and broadcaster. And today, December the 10th, 2022, as with countless radio listeners in Ireland and beyond, I'm truly saddened by yesterday's news that Ronan Collins will no longer grace the airwaves of RTE Radio 1, at least in terms of his daily music show, which the man has been broadcasting for 43 years. Think about that. It's only seven years less than half a century which actually soon will be the period of time that his peers, you two, have been together as a band. Bloody hell. But on a personal and professional level, it really does sadden me that Ronan, who backed homegrown talent, emerging new acts, and served as social service in a sense by consistently reawaking in people of his own generation, Ronan's now 70, younger people, and arguably more importantly, older listeners during the pandemic, when they were being made to feel they were a burden on society, memories of the music they loved in the 40s, 50s, 60s and 70s. Nowadays, most mainstream music radio stations, and I know that RTE Radio 1 is now mostly talk radio, in their search for a younger demographic play music that goes no further back than the 80s. That may be why more and more people are streaming. Either way, here I should point out that I myself worked for RTE Radio 1 as a presenter, broadcaster, and in the end producer of my own shows for nearly 30 years. And I always loved the mix of music on Ronan's programme, plus his palpable love for music and the sense of validation he gave to listeners with his shout-outs on their birthdays. He was populist and proud of it. But I must say that in 1999, Mr Collins pushed that line a little too far when he started mocking me and my millennial music series, People Get Ready. It was an epic undertaking on my behalf, researching, writing and presenting 52 one-hour documentaries on the greatest music acts of the 20th century. All week long I'd work, getting my show ready for its Friday night broadcast, and Collins, every week during his Friday afternoon programme, would play my promo for the show, and then add in some smart-ass comment, usually about how serious I am, and as though I talked like this. Hi, my name is Joe Jackson. Anyway, here's Collins's idea of being witty. I have a memo here that says at uh, 21 minutes to 5 o'clock, things are to get serious, and you're to remind everybody that a little later on tonight on Radio 1, the truth comes out of your radio in the person of Joe Jackson, who brings you people from the 20th century who deserve to be brought into the 21st century on a musical train. Joe, who have you got tonight? Aretha Franklin, the singer with a five-octave vocal range, but that don't mean a thing if you ain't got soul. She has. Join me for Aretha's story and finest recordings and people get ready Friday night just after nine on Radio One. People get ready, there's a train coming. So join them tonight on Radio One. People get ready, Aretha Franklin and Joe Jackson. Somebody once said about Joe Jackson that he sings better than Bob Dylan, but then everybody sings better than Bob Dylan. Uh, Joe Jackson. Just remind us again who's on the program tonight. Aretha Franklin. Thank you. Just wanted to know that, just to be sure. Actually, 
I loved Ronan Collins taking the piss out of me like that. It became a running joke in RTE, even though my late, much-missed and much-loved mother Phyllis Jackson at one point said to me, Joseph, that Collins fella is funny, but you should have a little talk with him. Sometimes he goes a bit too far. Irish mammies always defending their sons. But what I think she meant by a little talk was maybe the Irish solution of going into the studio and smacking Ronan in the gob. But one day... As a wind-up, I told my magnificent producer, Aidan Butler, to tell Ronan that I was seriously considering taking legal action against him for demeaning my public image as a deadly serious Irish Times music critic and RTE broadcaster. Once, I even walked into Ronan's studio, waved an empty envelope and said, I'm serious about this, Collins. You better stop slagging me on the air. For one wonderful moment, it looked like Ronan thought I was serious, but I couldn't keep from laughing. Then he laughed. But the jibes continued. Friday afternoon on Radio 1. Maybe the beginning of the weekend for many. But for Radio 1 listeners, it's time for the truth. It's time to prepare as people get ready. People Get Ready was never meant to be simply about the world's most popular singers. Oh. It's also about those artists who are too often neglected. Magic In fact, this that. week's show is the first of our listeners' requests. Oh. Katie Lang, one of the finest singers this century. Join me, Joe Jackson, for People Get Ready, Friday night, just after nine on Radio 1. Come on, Joe. People get ready. There's a train. See, now, a Joe is starting to weaken. Not like him to listen to people's opinions. But it wasn't only me that Ronan Collins mocked. Fast forward to 2002. A manufactured band, and aren't they all, called Six, another manifestation of the kind of pop acts Vengali Louis Walsh believed the public needed and would pay for, released a single called There's a Whole Lot of Loving Going On. Not to be confused with Led Zeppelin's song, Whole Lot of Love. Either way, Ronan went on the attack. During Joe Duffy's Liveline show, he said... It's absolutely awful, dross, lacking in credibility, imagination or any kind of musicianship and the singing is awful. Then he took a swipe at the people behind the band. Ronan said, these kids are being led up an alleyway and the only ones who will get any fame and probably ultimately anything out of this are Louis Walsh, Bill Hughes and Linda Martin. It was great fun, handbags at dawn stuff. And Louis Walsh responded in kind. He hissed back, that's a bit rich coming from a failed show band star who played in Mickey Mouse bands. Ronan, get a life. You're not going to make it on our backs. Cop on. Very Irish. More seriously, Louis said to Ronan, go and save the kids around the world. Which was, as I subsequently said in a Sunday Independent article based on an interview I did with Louis, a reprehensible reference to Collins's charity work with children in Ethiopia. By the way, Walsh later told me he regretted saying that. He explained, what I meant to say was that I saw Ronan on the Late Late Show and he talked about working for charity in Ethiopia, which is fantastic and something I applaud, totally. It would be stupid and absolutely insensitive not to. But then he went on and sang on the Late Late Show, and that's really what I was slagging, because he was crap. Boys will be boys, and let's not be sexist here. Girls will be girls. But I don't want to sound facetious or flippant when it comes to Louis' crass dig at Collins in relation to his work in Ethiopia. So here... By way of highlighting the, dare I say it, more serious side of Ronan, which is rarely publicly on show and something we should not forget, let me read from a Sunday Independent interview I did with Ronan in February 2002. This was the first time he addressed 
what Louis had said in relation to his charity work. If I look back at the emotive things in my life, the first was my mother, who is still alive, he explains. I always had a great relationship with my mother, and music has always touched me. I love it, or I don't love it. My wife, Woody, has also been my guiding light for nearly 25 years, and I have no qualms about saying that publicly. The same applies to my three children. But then I went to Ethiopia, and I realised I never had an emotional experience where what I saw, heard, smelt and felt all came together. You ask how it affected me? It had a profound effect on me. And right now, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Suddenly, Ronan Collins is fighting back tears, but then he continues. Even talking to you now, all I see is their faces. They are not starving children, but they are hungry. They have an opportunity, and we must encourage that. We must bring them through the right doors. We must not allow the spectre of Americana, Americanism, and globalization to overtake them. They are Ethiopians, an older society than we are, a proud, dignified society, and we as Europeans are responsible for Africa. We must give back what we took from them. Collins pauses yet again, then he continues. I was 49 in Ethiopia. I should have been dead two years in line with the average lifespan in Ethiopia. Yet there I was, heavy and smiling, and they are looking at me bewildered, because if anyone lives to be 49 in Ethiopia, they are emaciated and dying. I brought dictionaries to these people, for Christ's sake, because they realise knowledge is power. And they must not be brought down the McDonald's, Nike, Madonna road in life. Leonardo DiCaprio's face is everywhere because they were sent hundreds of thousands of t-shirts with DiCaprio's face on it, instead of being sent t-shirts with nothing on them. So as I say, Ethiopia affected me profoundly, and it does make me, when I'm about to explode, go, pause, perspective, what have you got, what have they got? Put your energy into helping them. And at which point I then said in that article, in other words, this tiff with Walsh is reduced to pop trivia in Ronan's mind when he thinks of the children in Ethiopia. This might help explain why Collins has retained a dignified silence despite Walsh's diatribe. Ronan adds, It's just pop music, and nobody really got hurt. And as I think of the kids in Ethiopia, I realise I would go back there again. That, folks, is Ronan Collins too, by which I mean also. And yes, I know, Ronan would probably slightly arse off me again for getting characteristically and maybe even boringly serious in this podcast about him. But I took all the pills he recommended and they don't work. Even so, as with my tendency to make radio programs such as People Get Ready, end on a high, hopefully, or hopefully end on a high, I want to end this podcast with a laugh. Back in 1999, my producer on the years go pop, a 26-part socio-political perspective on popular culture. What else? Was Brendan Balfe, one of the first pop DJs in Radio Erin, as it was called at the time. In this clip, which Ronan made for me as a joke, at the end of that 2002 interview, he gets funny digs at both B.B. and me. Not B.B. Baskin, Brendan Balfe. But it's in the best possible taste, as Kenny Everett used to say on TV, before crossing his legs while wearing a skirt and flashing his knickers. I can't see Collins ever doing that, and I don't want to. Here's Ronan.
This is a, you can keep this now for. This, for is, this is for yeah. This is for Memento. I'll do two voices in this, right? Hi, this is Joe Jackson. I'm recording for RT Radio because I'm going out live midday on Saturdays. It's about time the bastards woke up and said, "Hold on a second, hold on. You can't fucking say that. You can't say." It. What's wrong, Brendan? You can't. You can't call the bosses bastards, even if it is true. I can call them what I'm like. I'm Joe Jackson. I'm more important than that. Thank you very much. Hi, this is Joe Jackson here again. I thank you for listening to this tribute I made to my one-time fellow broadcaster in RTU Radio 1, Ronan Collins. I wish him well with whatever he chooses to do in the future.